All right, uh, welcome back. Well, we're off to Atlanta, Georgia, to Michael Graham of News Radio on a 6.7. Graham, how'd the holiday go? Uh, It was great. Fourth of July, fantastic. Uh, uh, Set off fireworks, blew things up, consumed adult beverages, and had a generally great time uh, celebrating America. The uh, standard to- of the program went up uh, uh, enormously <laughs> with the arrival of Leslie Marshall from California. I have uh, no doubt. The yeah. lovely Leslie, who was no, no doubt cheering on the Syriza government in Greece. Finally, socialism <laughs> at its finest. <laughs> I, yeah, this is about the best cartoon I saw of Greece. It showed a you know a guy with a you know T-shirt on, a Greece Greek you know shirt, and on one hand he's holding his hand out for a handout, and the other hand he's giving them the middle finger, which I assume means in Ireland what it means in America, uh, and that was that is Greece. Screw you and give us more money, and I just I love it, and I can't wait for the rest of Europe to follow them right down this path. Well, the first thing is you won't uh, find the rest of Europe following them down uh-huh. like that because every sensible Euroweenie uh, realizes that that level of economic thinking and planning won't do any good. What this has done, I tell you, uh, is, I mean, it'll change, I think, uh, the the face of our election next year. You think year. so? Are you, are you still sending everybody with a kid a ch- free check, right, no matter how much income they make, right? You're still telling everybody somehow water can get paid for by the magic water fairies, right? I mean, you're still you're still doing all the same stuff, right? Because that's what I mean. Greece is just doing it on a grander level. You know, my favorite of all the many wonderful stories out of Greece, including you're absolutely right. Not just pensions at 55 before the reforms, George, but and through at least 2011, you could retire at 50. If you had a uh, dangerous job, you know, a, a life-threatening job, and for some reason the definition of life-threatening job included hairdressers, <laughs> and so hairdressers were retiring at 50 due to hazard pay, and I saw this great interview with one of the hairdressers going, well, what do you want me to do, work my whole life? Oh, yeah, that would be terrible, <laughs> this whole idea of human beings working their whole lives to feed themselves. This is awful. But my well, favorite story is the island of Zycanthos. Where two percent of the population. Where do you get this information? Uh, from there's a brand new book out about Greece uh, okay. by James Angelos called "The Full Catastrophe: Travels Among the New Greek Ruins." So he visits the island of Zycanthos, where they have a blindness rate of two percent. George, two out of every hundred people are blind. That's like nine times the European average. And by sheer coincidence, George, if you are registered as legally blind in Greece, you get a four hundred dollar a month free check. So they go to the island and they discover that out of the 680 residents who are legal, technically supposedly blind, more than 500 of them were not, I, as evidenced by the fact that they were driving, walking around without help, and one of them was a cabbie. So that, now, that's how not blind that Nick, they were. Who is this? Is this guy who wrote the book? Is he Donald Trump's election agent or something? He should is be. It? Uh, it sh- he should be. And then there's the other story. The people who run the Greek, you know, there's, there's, I forget how many pension systems there are in Greece, but you know, there's a gazillion of them. That's one of the reasons why there's so much fraud. But one of them notices, wow. We have like about 8,000 people collecting pensions who are more than 100 years old. This is, we should contact the health you know, minister, see what they're doing to live so long. Of course, what they were doing to live so long was dying at 63 and having their family bury the body in the basement and never report their death. So the check kept coming. 40,000 pensions were being collected by politically active dead people, or as we know them in America, Chicago Democrats. And so... <laughs> 
<laughs> but no, Europe keeps send them more. I promise. This time they won't blow it on themselves. This time they'll actually use it for something like to create industry and create economic growth. Send them more, Europe. Go right ahead. No, no just we we're not doing this. We're paying for uh, water. Yes, but I tell you, just seriously, on and you're right. We give money to every child. We give money sure. to millionaires and all that. The British will now only give you money for two children. If you have three, <laughs> no, two, uh, I think it's fantastic. They'll give you money for two, and if you have a third, tough luck. And How about this? You have a kid, and you just pay for it yourself, and you keep your money, and your neighbor keeps their money. How about that crazy idea? You raise your own damn kids. We don't do that. Uh, I no, know. but I, I mean, come on. Yeah, like, you, it was one of your guys who said, one small step for mankind. <laughs> so, therefore, if we if the, if the British have moved down two, mm-hmm. first of all, they've moved down two, yeah. and secondly... Millionaires don't get it. They have, I have an a, they idea. Have a limit. I, I have an idea. I have an idea that I want to try on you, George. And this may be a little out there, but I've been thinking about this a lot. I think that Europe should invade Greece, and I think that the invasion force should be made up entirely of the Irish, because the Irish are the polar opposite. Look, the Greece's problem is not a cash problem; it's a character problem. The the people of Greece are corrupt. They're corrupt as people. They're a corrupt culture. They celebrate corruptions. That's who they are. The Irish are the opposite. You guys forget, you know, not paying your taxes or pretending you don't make any money. You nationalized private debts and pay, are paying them off out of your tax funds. I mean, you're so concerned about your reputation and your character. That you're paying other people's bills, so I think the the, the that Europe uh, should invade, okay. send in a force, invade Greece, <laughs> hand it to the Irish, and within ten years it'll be a good, proper, Irish. Catholic, productive, economic growth state. As soon Irish. as as soon as uh, Sovaklius O'Malley is running, is running. Right. Where the cultural opposite of uh, yes of South Carolina Republicans. I want to ask you something though. Okay. This dame at Fox News, what's she on about? Which dame? I'm sorry. Which is some I, Megyn Kelly or something? Oh, we love Megyn Kelly. Who's uh, she? Well, she's a uh, you know anchor person, very popular, and uh, you know makes uh, a lot of money. And she's uh, been t- reporting on the fact that we have universities in the United States that are requiring. Uh, if you if 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 a young college gentleman is being amorous with a young college lady, he needs to get affirmative consent of every activity in which every they step engage. of the way. Yeah, not not simply you know she doesn't say no. We used to live by no means no. You know, I mean, yeah. back in the day, you know, you're with a young lady and the lights go out. Next thing you know, maybe there's a hand and then a kiss and then a thing and then the, that. If we use the bases, first base, second base, third base. I, you don't have baseball, so I don't know what you use in Ireland. You you start with the potatoes and you get all to right, the cabbage. Go, okay, I don't all right, okay. Yeah, well now you have to get affirmative consent. She has to say yes. You may now put your wah wah in the ding dong, and you may now. Touch the waha with your hoo hoo, and you have to get affirmative. Cons- and ca- the state of California has made this a law, a law, George, for colleges. And the University of Minnesota was until they started getting mocked by Fox News, implementing it on their college campus. And it's no, hold on, bizarre. Uh, uh, this is a law, but you said it's a law for college students. It's not right. a law for broadcasters. Obviously. Exactly, exactly. College. Here, here's the deal. Uh, uh, a couple hooks up. 
three weeks later, the girl decides it was sexual assault. It may have been. It may not have been. It may just be remorse, whatever. She goes to college officials to report this sexual assault. Now, right there, I'm confused. I don't know why you don't go to the police. Rape is a serious crime. Every rape should be treated like a crime. There should be police involved. But for some reason in America, it has evolved that we have this college campus kangaroo court system. And so the state has ordered California colleges, when you have your kangaroo court, unless the guy can prove that she said yes, unless he has affirmative proof of yes, he's presumed guilty of assault or harassment or misconduct, and he gets kicked out of school, gets smeared as a sexual... Uh, predator for the rest of his life and it's it, i think it's terrible obviously you know rape once again rape a horrible no, crime. but uh, but america has had a problem on its campuses for a long time no, uh, you iron, that is a myth no no you're not you won't let me finish it's amazing what you'd learn if you let me finish <laughs> because you and i discussed i remember a case mm-hmm. of where a guy put a, a letter under the door of mm. a female undergrad saying, you know, can I date you tomorrow or whatever? And mm. she complained and he got chucked right. out of school. Um, like I spent a lot of time around American colleges when I was coaching rugby for five years over there. And I was cons- completely and utterly bemused by uh the way America runs its universities yeah. on the issue of boy meets girl. I agree. Because the whole point about college is boy meets girl. Yeah. What do you learn of any value other than those key skills? And then if you're in the United States, you learn how to turn any cylindrical object into a bong. Other than that, that's your whole college right. career. So I'm, I'm with you on that, George. Now, what I'm I'm um, wondering about is why have you got a problem with San Francisco and immigration? What's happening in San Francisco? Well, uh, we just had last weekend a uh, tourist, a 32-year-old woman, uh, shot to death by an illegal immigrant. And unfortunately, that's not that uncommon. But what makes it significant is that this illegal immigrant had been uh, was a repeat felon, had been repeatedly deported. The San Francisco uh, sheriff had him in custody and the immigration folks contacted the sheriff and said, we would like you to let us know when you're releasing him because we want to be there to pick him up because he's a felon and we want to deport him again. Well, I San Francisco is one of the many, quote, sanctuary cities, close quote, in America, where they have announced we refuse to cooperate with ICE. We will not tell you when we're releasing prisoners. We will not hold them for you under a detainer, which has been the common practice for 200 years. And so they released him. They never told ICE. And less ICE later, being the immigration. Him. Yeah, immigration, immigration, custom enforcement. So he, this was a murder that didn't have to happen, that happened specifically because self-important uh, uh, liberals in San Francisco said we will not enforce the law. They released him on purpose. He should have been deported. He wasn't, and someone's dead. And now they're all saying, well, don't look at us. We didn't do anything wrong. Well, of course you did something wrong. You it directly got this woman killed because of your politics. But, uh, you hold a while. Say, okay, hold a while now. I understand, and, and I'm, I'm getting in trouble because I'm becoming more like Michael Graham by day and it's deeply mm. worrying for my psychiatrist. Um, <laughs> but the, the thing is I have a problem with legal immigration, whether it's the Irish to America or anybody else coming to sure. Ireland. I have a problem with that because it is illegal. And this is the word that seems to be unable to be understood by people. Mm. Now, how 
does what I don't think I don't know whether they're liberals or what conservatives or what they are, but they're San just Francisco. labels. No, they're just labels. No, San how Francisco does, is super liberal. But how do you have a situation where somebody is illegal, is to be deported, and the police force of that particular city won't then assist the immigration authorities who are also part of the city's democracy and organization don't do it. I mean, how can any politician, whether whether they describe themselves as liberal or super liberal, mm-hmm. support that? Uh, no, I agree with you completely. And the, but the reason is because there is a segment of the uh, American left that honestly believes that deportations are wrong. They're inherently immoral. Their slogan is not one more. And you see that hashtag on Twitter all the time. And my question then is always, well, then how do you enforce immigration laws how do you have a border if deportation is inherently immoral then what you're saying is every person who gets to my country gets to stay and i have no i as a citizen and my fellow 350 million citizens we have no right to have an enforceable border and their answer to that is you're right everyone who wants to come to america should be able to come to america and live as a citizen but we are we are approaching that i have to say in this country we are can i back up can i back up one second because when you say you sound more and more like michael graham i don't agree i think what's happened is that the the left part of the political spectrum that the center mass of the left has gone steadily steadily greek if you will steadily steadily so ridiculously extreme that if you're just a normal person they've left you behind it's not that you're getting more right it's that the liberals have, are getting more crazy but the thing is we're now suggesting you know there's a bunch of people here who who are illegal uh, mm-hmm. or uh, they're here and uh, they're they're not legal let's put it that way and we're saying listen let's forget about it like let's just let them all stay here sure. and and increasingly we're turning around and saying uh, you know to, we're getting to the point that it's actually wrong and I'm taking so much stick about it um, and I don't care I have to say <laughs> <laughs> but you know that if you say uh, there there is an issue with immigration and that we should be doing something about every Tom Dick and Harry who wants to cross our border and come here, there's something wrong with you. And you're right. And the, uh, the idea that having a border makes you a xenophobe is it, it's self. You know, it's there's no way that that can stand unless you reject the notion of borders. There is nothing more basic to self-governance than having a country with borders. Why? Why do we have a military? Number one reason to secure borders. That's why for most countries, they wouldn't bother to have one if it weren't to stop the Germans or whoever from invading. And so when people argue that supporting enforcement of reasonable immigration laws, in other words, you're not you know, being crazy, you're not tracking people down the night, you're not rounding them, you're simply saying, hi, we have a border, you cross it, you stay too long on your visa, you have to leave, if you don't leave, we will send you. When you say that, then what you're saying, what you're saying is that the people of Ireland have no national right to an identity and a place. And I reject that for Ireland, I reject it for America, I reject it for everywhere. Yeah, uh, the... The big problem, though, I, I do want to ask you about the flag because the flag okay. is getting a lot of coverage. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I actually uh, don't care about the flag. Right. I, I mean, you can fly it as far as I care <laughs> as long as you don't have a gun. I mean, why, why do Americans think that banning the flag is going to solve the problem but not banning the gun? 
presumably because you're... Banning, the flag, banning the flag is easy. It's very easy. And it makes these same liberals who it's so easy. Just ignore that law. Let the illegal stay. It's just as easy to say, take down that flag. It's nice and easy. does nothing. It doesn't improve a single person's life. I was the only conservative broadcaster in the state of South Carolina calling for the flag to come down in 1999 and 2000. I was there. I agree that it shouldn't be on top of the statehouse dome as a as a flag of the state. Because the state's population is a you know twenty five ish percent black and another percentage who are offended on their behalf and so it was a very ungracious thing to do. It doesn't belong there. It really does belong at places like uh, Civil War uh, uh, battlefields. You know when tourists come, George, you want to see yeah. you know, the Confederate flag. Obviously, would be there. It belongs in like a Civil War chess set. It belongs on the hood of a car of a TV show, The Dukes of Hazard, making fun of rednecks. It belongs in all those places. And yet, what has the left done in America, George? They've banned it at Civil War battlefields. <laughs> they've banned Civil War chess sets and games. I'm not kidding. And they've banned The Dukes of Hazard. All I'm right. Just, I'm just stunned. Talk to you next week. Happy Thanks, holidays. George. Bye. Michael Graham in Atlanta.